WhatsApp Aubrey on 072-702-1702. It's a quarter past 11 o'clock. Kubelo Tandala is my guest. Yeah, yeah, that, that Kubelo Tandala. And she joins me now on the line. She's CEO of Future of the African Daughter Project. Kubelo Tandala, good evening to you and thank you so much for joining us. No, thank you for having me, Aubrey. Long time. It has you? been a minute, Ten years later, I'm still here. You know, I'm just remembering those days when we come here very, very late at night to come and have these conversations. Are you well? No, I'm well. I'm well. Um, we're pushing on and we've got a new campaign. Yeah, absolutely. And of course, Future of the African Daughter Project is the company, or not the company, but the organization that you head, Gabello. Perhaps for those of us who don't know what it's all about, let's start off by explaining what it's all about. And then we'll enter into the conversation about the 67 Men campaign, uh, which I think is going to be a great conversation. Fantastic. So Future of African Daughter is a girl-child development project that is premised on saying the the empowerment, the education, and the development of um, African daughters is beneficial not only to themselves, but to the communities and the societies in which they reside. So yes, we are girl-child focused and um, about their development, but we also understand that in focusing on the girl-child, we are actually inadvertently focusing on community and society at large. Yeah. Do you think that in that focus, because that's a conversation that uh, a lot of people have been um, suggesting we need to have, you know, yes. uh, that what, all, what has been neglected also in that conversation is the boy child? Well, here's the thing. Until the day we can say we live in an equal society, um, then there's no need to have a conversation with girl children because if you look at all statistics across across the board, you know, um, girls, women are still the most disadvantaged, are still falling way behind their male peers. Yeah. So um, it's, it, 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 it's still very relevant that we have conversations with women and with girls. However, it is true, though, that we need to bring males, men, and boys into the conversation so that we're not just talking to one side of the population to say, listen, we should be looking at each other as peers. We need to look at, we need to also engage um, the male side of the population to say, indeed, we are peers and we are equal. And to start drumming that message so that by the time these young people are, you know, members, of, uh, contributing members of society, yeah. they are well-developed individuals who understand that the female next to me is my peer. She's not my um, subordinate yes. by virtue of her or of her sex. Give us a call on 11 as I start a conversation about the 67 Men campaign launched by the uh, African Daughter Project, uh, headed up, of course, by Kabelo Tandala, former colleague, by the way. Yeah, she used to be a member of the Chattering Classes. <laughs> but she's doing other things now. Give us a call. 11-883-0702. So let's talk a little bit about the 67 Men campaign. Gabella, what's that about? Yes. Very exciting. So it actually speaks to what you and I are talking about. It is a campaign where we are saying we are inviting at least 67 men, hopefully more, to step forward and say, you know what? I'm going to start a conversation with young, with boys and young men about positive masculinity because there is um, 
But we see so many examples of toxic masculinity that, you know, it's important that we start to, to, to have conversations with boys to say, listen, the toxicity and the aggression and all these negative aspects of um, being male that you see, that's not true and positive masculinity. There is a positive masculinity. And so we're saying in this campaign, we invite 67 men to come forward and say, I am going to have a conversation with one boy, five boys, 15 boys, 50 boys, it doesn't matter how many, on positive masculinity. So that on Nelson Mandela Day, that will be my contribution to a better society. Because here's the thing, toxic masculinity, it's not just a men's issue. It is an issue that affects every single one of us in society, including men and boys. Give us a call. What is your understanding of masculinity? Yeah, give me a call and help me through that process. 011-883-0702. And then let's talk about its positivity or its toxicity. This thing called masculinity. Cabello, you've probably heard the debate. You probably have been having the debate about people who have raised the issue to say, why don't we just talk about badness and goodness? Why do we always have to attach uh, sex to it or a or a gender to it, yeah? Why are we not talking about the fact that it is bad and wrong to do certain things and not attach it to a particular gender? In other words, why do we genderize it? Is there a need to do so in our society? There is. There, there, there absolutely is a need. When you look at the rate of gender-based violence in our country, in whichever form it comes, whether it's looking at rape statistics um, or anything along those lines, or, you know, you look at um, harassment statistics, even in the workplace, there is an element of gender that cannot be dissociated um, um, from what is happening. Badness is bad, I agree. However, there is certain behavior that seems to be almost accepted, although it's not comfortable, it's not right, but it's almost accepted um, because it is being done by someone of a particular gender or of a particular sex. And so it's important that we put, we put a gender to this because if we, we have to put a gender to this so that we can start to break it down and say, even though this is a gender, yes, it is about a person being bad. However, there are very specific elements of gender that tend to come through that we have to, we absolutely have to address. And until the day that we are able to actually get to that point of saying, this is irrespective of gender, then we can have a conversation saying, this is a person being bad. This is unacceptable behavior. The problem is we live in a society where there are behaviors that are unacceptable, but we let slide yeah. when they come from a particular gender. The day that stops, we can stop associating some behavior with gender. What do you make, Cabello, uh, of that tendency of wanting to sort of generalize things and say, no, it's, it's got nothing to do with a particular gender or a particular sex, yeah? And I make that uh, distinction quite deliberately between sex and gender, and we can have that conversation yes. a little later. But um, what do you make of that tendency, that, that 
I call it very cunning and very, very interesting and almost dishonest when we say, oh, no, you know, it's just, it's just it's all, all violence is bad. So let's deal with all violence without narrowing it down and saying that there is a particular character, a particular motivation behind gender-based violence that usually comes from toxic masculinity what do you make of that of that insidious need to sort of generalize the matter as it were um i think it's a little disingenuous um for 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 one to 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 say that um because i don't know what world you are you are living in where it is particularly in this country and in our community I don't know what world you are living in where violence is generalized. We, we do not live in a society where violence is generalized. It is not to say that violence does not um, happen to everybody, but there are particular types of violence that um, happen to particular sections of our communities and of our societies. So I find it um, disingenuous and sometimes almost trying to um, run from the issue and say, no, no, but it's not my fault or I'm not a part of that, therefore you can't generalize. I mean, for a man, for example, to say, no, no, we can't say that. It's almost like saying, because I'm not a rapist, we can't say that um, rape Okay, that's a bit of an extreme example I'm giving, but, you know, it's a person saying, no, but rape is not, you, you can't say um, men are rapists yeah. type yeah. of thing. Yeah. And I know, and I know I'm, I'm being extreme here, but at the end of the day, we cannot speak in pockets. We cannot speak in um, those isolated cases or those great cases of, um, of people who can say, you know what, I'm not a rapist, I don't do this, and so on. It's great that we do have sections of our society where that's the case. However, when a large part of society is affected by a particular type of violence that is perpetuated by a particular section of society, we dare not, irrespective of what gender or sex you are, we dare not just laugh over it and say, ah, but it's just violence. Because when we do that, we basically are saying, let this continue because it's not anything that's specific. It's just violence. And goodness me, what society doesn't have an element of violence? I I always find it very interesting, Gubelo, when when we hear that narrative that, no, 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 man, it's all violence. Um, You know, uh, we can't just genderize it because what that does is that it uh, alienates men from the conversation and therefore uh, we won't find a collective solution to the whole thing. When, in fact, we are very, very quick to want to say that, yes, while there are all sorts of violence, but there is racism, 
<laughs> there is, there is, uh, you know, we, we are, we, we can talk about xenophobia, we can talk about racism, but we don't want to acknowledge the fact that there are motivations behind certain forms of violence that are, that are motivated by an understanding that is toxic. And that's why I want to then segue into the conversation about what is toxic masculinity, but that, that are motivated, the forms of violence that are motivated by a toxic worldview about women. Um, so, for example, I've just received uh, an SMS, not an SMS, a, a message on the WhatsApp line. By the way, you can send me a message on 072-702-1702 as I speak to Kabelo. Uh, this person, Lisejo in Soweto. Now, listen to, listen to the entitlement. Go to hell, man. You want us to raise useless and uh, useless men? Nah, not in my watch. Wow, wow. Here's here's what I find interesting that people don't seem to understand. Toxic masculinity harms men and boys. It contributes to mental issues. It contributes to unhealthy relationships. Now, here's my question to um, the person who sent that SMS. Lisejo from Soweto. Lisejo from Soweto. So you are basically saying that your child's mental well-being does not matter. What matters is that they appear strong. It, they, it does not matter that they truly are strong. You, they need to have an appearance of a healthy relationship rather than actually being in a healthy relationship without having to put up a front. Because here's the thing. Toxic masculinity... It, it, it imposes a very negative and quite um, extreme um, behavior on men, on boys. And it assumes that all men are that way, when the truth of the matter is that not everyone um, is even hyper-masculine. It does not make them less masculine, but some are more so than others. Some will like rugby, some will like, I don't know, dancing, or something that, you know, is seen as not as physically demanding as rugby. But why is it that the value of a, a male is premised on physicality, their appearance, and the way that they present themselves physically? Why is it that all the other elements that make us human don't count when it comes to making um, a quality man? Why is it that the intellect, the heart, the spirit, why does that, why does that not matter? Because true strength is not physical. It is internal. Yeah. Why not develop that? in our children, male and female. Yeah. So, 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 like so, Kel Khatebe from Lawley, who I think happens to be a security officer because he sent me a picture of, uh, on his uh, avatar, he's sent me a pretty picture of himself holding a big gun. Um, he works for some security company. <laughs> He started off by sending me a message earlier on when we were talking about xenophobia. And this is what he had to say in the conversation about xenophobia. And you'll understand why I'm starting with that part of the conversation. And 
and for me it is a great um oh come on um it is a great explanation or great illustration of the phenomenon of toxic masculinity oh now it's gone anyway he starts off in his um earlier uh message to say that he is 100% xenophobic right and that okay. he encourages all of those patriotic south africans who are beating and killing south i mean uh, africans of uh, other na- nations uh because of whatever reasons that he's got then he sends as you and i are talking then he sends me a message that says this is a very funny conversation because i aubrey have invited a woman to tell him as a man how to be <laughs> so now <laughs> wow so 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 but but you see Uh, Kel Kelly is very indicative of a very general defensive uh approach to this conversation by men who think that their manhood is being attacked when it is the toxicity of their masculinity that is being addressed exactly. here. So so so, so 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 I yeah I want you to please deal with that because I think that that Kels and many such thinkers think that when you deal with the toxicity the 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 idea that their maleness has to be underlined and defined and underscored by dominance and violence that you are in fact attacking their maleness or their manhood or their manness i yeah. i want you to deal with that gabelo because i think what people don't realize is that this conversation is inviting us men to discover a whole other dimension of us that is so far bigger and greater than our dominance and physical violence please deal with it well i think the first thing to recognize is that toxic masculinity is not it's not innate it's not natural it is actually behaviors and attitudes that are learned and that are socialized and um that means that they are actually a result of cultural forces this is not something that is innate and what that implies is that when we are saying let's talk about this toxic masculinity we are not attacking who men innately are we are not attacking what men are innately designed to be we are attacking the behaviors and the attitudes that they have learned the the behaviors and their attitudes that are socially acceptable and yet are harmful not just to females but to men themselves because a lot of times these behaviors and these attitudes are actually contrary to who they innately are and so a lot of times um you find people almost in a struggle with themselves because on one side they have to present this behavior and this attitude that they they that they have learned or has been imposed upon them and then on the other side is who they innately are so they it, it's a personal struggle and this is one of the reasons why they say that um uh, one of the many reasons not the only but certainly one of the a uh, many reason for depression among men is that they have no way to to really express themselves and to really talk and engage and talk about feelings because that is seen as weak 
And so, that so, perception so, so, is a behavior yeah. and an attitude that is learned. Yeah. So when we are talking about toxic masculinity, we are not attacking men. If anything, we are saying, men, we love you as men. Unlearn this behavior. Take off the shackles of this forced behavior and just be you. We actually are, are giving them space to say, you can be you without being aggressive, and yet we will still see you as a man, even without the aggression and all the other characteristics of toxic masculinity. So, Kubelo, Lesejo uh, from Soweto responds. He says, sister, please stop. You're not a man, and you'll never be. Our struggles and yours aren't the same. If I knew Agreed. that... If I knew that democracy will mean this, I would have opted for something different. You don't know your place anymore. Oh, wow. So this is very interesting. So that means that I, as a woman, do not um, have a a voice in this conversation. That's very interesting to say. By virtue of me being female, I cannot, um, according to this uh, person, then say, Toxic masculinity is problematic. Let me tell you, as a female, I am the person more than anyone else to talk about toxic masculinity being problematic because I often am the victim thereof. And yet, right now, I am not speaking as a victim. I am speaking as a fellow human being, as a fellow member of society, to say, my brother... My, my father, my son, dear males in community, in society, this behavior of hyper-masculinity or toxic masculinity, yes, it hurts me, but it's also hurting you. And I'm asking you, unshackle yourself, unburden yourself, and that will not demean your, your masculinity in my eyes. And the reason behind this campaign is actually based on the premise of saying, I know that I am not a man. I know that very well. And I know that I've never been a boy. And that's why we are saying we are inviting men to step forward and say, yes, I will hold a dialogue with other young men to talk about toxic masculinity and say this is not true masculinity. So here's a question here's a question from Daniel Khatebe that I think is coming closer to where we're trying to get to. Daniel Khatebe asked the question, what is the difference then between toxic masculinity and masculinity? Now I think we're getting somewhere. Cabello? There we go. Toxic masculinity is um is is is, 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 is let's talk about the traits. Let's talk about the traits. One of the key traits of toxic masculinity is things like aggression and callous sexual uh, sexual attitudes um, towards women, and um, and 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 it's it's almost a, a masculinity that says, "I am more, I am better, and I can do as I please to whomever I please." by virtue of the fact that I am a man. And to acknowledge my weakness and pain is, uh, is anathema. It is wrong because tigers don't cry. Exactly. So um, healthy 
masculinity is kind, it is honest, it is nurturing, it is vulnerable, and it is sensitive to the needs of others. Hyper-masculinity is not kind. It is not honest. It is certainly not nurturing or vulnerable. Quite the opposite. Hence, boys don't cry. It is not sensitive to the needs of others. And please, let's be clear. No one is saying anyone must be soft here. Before people are saying, ah, friends are soft. No one is saying anything about soft. These are human traits. One of the best martial artists, hey, Kabelo. His name was Bruce Lee. Yeah? I don't know if you ever heard of a guy called Bruce Lee. Uh, Come on now. He used to to say something very, very, very interesting. He said that the most powerful force is that of the formless water. Uh, He expressed the idea that we shouldn't try to be like a monolithic hammer, but rather to be... To move like air, like water, that is the strongest possible uh, force because it can take any form as it is required to do. And I think, and I think that when we have the conversation about masculinity versus toxic masculinity, is that we as men, and by extension, women that have also been raised and socialized in that sort of patriarchal reality is that we think that to be male to be masculine means that you've got to be monolithic you've got to be uncompromising in your aggressiveness and that shows how manly you are when in fact some of the most manly men like bruce lee have been trying to tell us that actually we become most powerful as men when we are true to reality, and that means being sensitive to the reality that we face at that particular moment. And I think, and I think, and I think that this whole macho, gung-ho um, approach to uh, expressing yourself under the banner of masculinity and maleness is, as you've put it, Gabello, that it is a learned... It is a learned handicap that holds us back from understanding and appreciating our full power as men. That we can love and be genuinely loved and not feared. <laughs> Truly respected and not necessarily be, 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 be af- somebody being afraid of us. But truly respected because people see the value of our presence, not the power of our fists. That, my brothers, is the difference between masculinity and toxic masculinity. And what Cabello is trying to tell you is that there is more to you than your fists. That there is more to you than your intimidation. That there is more to you than the plumbing that lives between your legs. Bruh, wake up! Sorry, Cabello, I just needed to say that. No, but you know what? You couldn't have said it better. You couldn't have said it better. And I, I, I want to put a, just a, a little simple example in your head and in the listeners' heads. Think about from your circle of friends, and I'm talking to the males who are listening. Think about the guy that is, you know, you know guys tend to have what they call a man's man. A man's man, like, like, like the, the guy that's like everyone's guy. 
And you know what's interesting? And please correct me if I'm wrong here. That black man's man is not necessarily the most domineering of the of of, of the group. Yeah. Or, or the physically imposing. It is usually the one who is most caring. Is usually the one who just has an ability and an, a, a way with people and can connect with people on a on a genuine human level. Yeah. On a guy level, you know, and not as yeah, no, we are guys. No, no, no. At, at a genuine level, listens, um, has genuine conversations, shows true caring. Now. It's interesting that that is a man's man. And yet, when we then step out into the world, we say that a true man is almost the opposite of the man's man. Let's take some calls. Oh, double one eight eight three oh seven oh two, Guys, guys, understand that the offering here is for us to be bigger than what we used to be. That's the, that's the offering here to us as men, that we, that we can be larger, more present, more, more here than the constant belief that we are in a fight against somebody. That's, that's what is being offered here. 15 minutes to midnight. Let me speak to Bongani in Soweto. Hi, Bongani. Hi, Ops and Kurbelo Njani. Yes, Yapila Bongani, go ahead. Yapila Njani. All right. All right. Yeah, well, I, I just want to pose a question, actually. I, I think on this matter, because I think basically, if we don't look into the root cause of this toxic toxic masculinity, uh, forgive my, pardon my, my English, uh, I think for my, my, my view on this, it's, it's the principles that we are having as a society, as how we are grooming our our women and men. Because basically, if you look at how we are grooming men and women, it's totally different. And it makes this, this thing that we are talking about rise within the nation. Because if we are saying men are supposed to be like you will find in our society saying, you are the man, most, you must do that. You're the man. So you, you, you give a man a certain, you, you raise him above women in some instance. And then he finds himself in a situation whereby he feels he is more important than when it comes to certain situations. And then when it comes to certain situations, again, he is taken to a, a, a lesser, if I may put it that way. Because I don't want to look into issues that men when they are doing wrong things like behaving in a certain way like men will be the ones in our african culture who go for lobola if i may put it that way and if he feels that he's entitled to certain things because he he's the one who went and paid for this love of his life and then when he gets that love of his life in his home he's going to be the one who provides and and He's above all things in this in this home environment. So in a certain instant, he feels like he's above his woman. So I think these principles that we are living by, if I'm a man, we, I'm taking my woman into a restaurant, there's going to be words like, you the man, take her off the bill, such, such things. 
they make this kind of yeah, no, I, 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 I hear you. I hear you. Uh, yeah, Bongani, yeah. Uh, 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 please listen to Kabel on the radio. I just want to take some more calls. Sipo uh, is in Brits. Sipo, hi. Good evening, Mr. Owe. Yes, Sipo, how are you? I'm your husband. The true man is the one that has the worst prison. Uh, the one uh, that makes people look things differently and uh, he always um, finds uh, solutions to the ones close to him if it's your wife or your children uh, yeah that's what i would like to say sipo in uh, brits thanks very much uh great question coming here from somebody who doesn't sign off there uh, the um, message, Gabelo says, Evening, so does it mean masculinity refers to men only? That's a beautiful question, and it brings us into the whole question of the difference between gender and sex, Gabelo. Exactly. Perhaps you might want to uh, get into that conversation, but I think Bongani was very, very brilliant in explaining the fact that patriarchy as, a, as an overarching meta-system has got has got us all duped by this idea that uh, yes. men are, you know. But but I'm, you know, you do your thing, girl. No, listen, listen. I I'm, I agree with him completely. I, I'll, I'll a quick example of what I'm talking about. You know, we always do um, a wonderful exercise with new recruits into our programs with the girls, and we do a whole visualization exercise about you know when they are 30 and the house they live in and the car they'll drive and the shoes they'll wear and all of that. And the final question we always ask is, who's paying for all of that? Yeah. And it is fascinating to see little 13, 14-year-old girls' eyes rolling back in their heads because they suddenly realize that they've got this entire picture and the picture must be fulfilled by some man. And one of the teachings that we give is you cannot plan your entire life and dreams and aspirations on someone else's effort, and that effort being your husband or your boyfriend or your significant other. You cannot. You need to work towards your own dreams, your goals, your ambitions. Whoever comes into your life contributes to your life, but they don't make your life. You need to make your own goals a reality and their job is to support you. So, so um, Bongani, I agree with you. We need to change the dialogues. We need to change the conversations and the ways in which we raise our children to understand that they and, their, and, and others are peers. So if you are a boy, a girl is your peer. If you are a girl, a boy is your peer and will forever be your peer. And none is higher or lower, more important or less important than the other. If you want McDonald's, you better have money in your pocket for McDonald's. You cannot be saying, you know, a boy must come and take me out to pay for McDonald's. If he offers to pay, great. However, why are you going to McDonald's without money in your pocket? So I agree with you, Bongani. We need to start socializing our children in a way that says we live in a world where we are all equals. A very interesting comment, um, the, the gender versus sex. Yes. 
Many people, interestingly, um, Aubrey don't know. But so let's have a quick, a, a quick, you know, lesson. Sex refers to your physical genitalia that you are born with, but gender refers to behaviors and norms that society puts upon you based on your sex. So it is not something that is innate. So it is not innate that when you are a woman, therefore you can cook. And I know that there are men listening going, oh, Kabela, what do you mean? Before you tell me what do you mean, please tell me from the top hotels in this, not just in this country, all over the world, the chefs, are they normally male or female? Answer that question. <laughs> but anyway, moving, moving the swiftly along. So, <laughs> Sorry, girl, I just <laughs> needed to chuckle at that. I, I so thoroughly enjoyed that. And I can see lots of guys go, yeah, yeah, hey. So, 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 can females be masculine? Oh, for sure. Can males be uh, feminine? For sure. Does it therefore mean if you are a female and you have masculine tendencies that now you probably are gay or whatever? Not necessarily. There is no. If we're going to go through this whole gender and and sex thing, there is no human being who is purely male or purely female. It is a spectrum. And every single human being falls somewhere on the spectrum, could be in the middle, could be more to the feminine side, more to the male side. But every single one of us has male, masculine qualities and um, uh, feminine qualities as well. So it can be be on anyone. So... This gentleman <laughs> says, this is a man's world. Women, women, Aubrey, what kind of a man she is looking for does not exist. It's unfortunate. We as men cannot stoop that low so to please women. This is a man's world. Criticize or refute, but that's it. Jesus was a man. The 12 disciples were all men. Why? Hmm? Why, Gabel? Um, ooh, you're opening up a can of worms, that's all I have to say. You're opening up a can of worms. They say it's a man's world, but it's nothing without a woman. You see, you see, you see, you see, maybe I, I, I want to jump in here uh, and speak to my brothers who think that this discussion about the toxic side of our masculinity is actually a, an attack on men and maleness. It's not, brass. My brothers, it's not a, an attack on you or your maleness. It is an attack on that which constantly keeps you away from being bigger than the idea that has been planted in your head that your maleness is your aggression and your dominance and your, and your plumbing. You are more exactly. than that. That is, the, that, is, that is what this conversation is about. You are more than your aggression and your, your stories about your dominance. You are far more than that. In fact, in fact, nobody is asking you to suppress your aggression, but rather to control it in a way that it is going to produce the, the perfection that you were created to produce. That is what exactly. this conversation is supposed to be about. Sorry, Kubelo. Uh, I was speaking man-speak um, <laughs> for a second. No, no please. I, I, I won't interrupt that um, because it's, it's important. And, and I think just to add to that is that, in fact, not, not only is it 
saying all of that, Aubrey, that, you know, you are more than just the aggression. It is saying, listen, you are the only one who's buying into your own hype that the aggression. Oh, I like that. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. We. Yeah. We. And by we, I'm talking not just females. I'm talking about members of society who do not subscribe to toxic masculinity. We are saying we recognize you as a man without all this aggressive behavior. So don't worry about the hype. You're the only one buying into it anyway. Drop your hype and you will not have dropped in our eyes. You are still as much man now as you were. And not because we're afraid of you, but because we love you. And, and, and the power of love is amazing because positive masculinity is premised on love and care and all these um, other qualities, caring, consideration, which all comes down to love. Aggression does not stem from love. And all we are saying is, basically, you are of love. And we recognize that in you. Free yourself of those shackles because we don't see the shackles as being your identity. We see the shackles and we are saying you are in a safe community to unshackle yourself. And yet we will still call you man. Yeah. All right. So how let's get back to the 67 men campaign, because I, I would imagine, Cabello, this is the kind of thing that is going to be discussed this is the these are the kinds of issues that are going to be encouraged to surface where when how uh chad has just sent me a message is how do i sign up how do i become one of these 67 men because i'd like to be part of that process very simple i'll give you the easy the easy way number one sign up to say i want to be one of the 67 men how do you do that you pop us an email the email is daughters at africandaughter.co.za. You pop us an email and say, I want to be one of the 67. That's number one. Yeah. Number two, on the 22nd of, of, of June, we are going to host a workshop for the men who have signed up. Oh, and please sign up by the 10th of June. And then on the 22nd of June, we are going to have a workshop for the men who have signed up. It's going to be happening at Gibbs. Um, which is the Gordon Institute of Business Science um, in Santon. And we are going to be having one of their lecturers actually running a session talking about how to host meaningful and impactful dialogues. So once you've signed up, we're not just going to throw you, you know, on the deep end and say, go ahead and do it. We're having a workshop where we will guide you on how do you dialogue meaningfully. We're going to be providing resources on some of, you know, the, 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 on the topic of toxic masculinity, yeah. positive masculinity, yeah. how to hold these discussions, how to make sure that they're impactful, how to bring them up, how to dialogue. So we're going to be providing resources, conversation, and it's effectively a preparation workshop happening on the, 27, uh, on the 22nd of June. And then on the 18th of July, which is Mandela Day, that's when then the men will host these dialogues with the boys. It can be with one boy, with five boys. It can be the boys in your family, in your street. You can go to your old school, in your church. It doesn't matter where. As long as there is on the a radio? young man, 
it can be on radio. That's <laughs> better. And we are saying as long as we know that you are touching the lives of at least one young man, can you imagine how many young men's lives we can turn around by a simple conversation? And not just their lives, but the lives they're going to lead in future and the community and society in which they will be living. Kabelo Tandala, the CEO of Future of the African Daughter Project, of course, uh, talking about the 67 Men campaign. Kabelo, thank you very much and continue to do the great work that you're doing. And I'm sure we're going to talk very soon. I think I might want to be part of this process. Uh, but thank you very much. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much, Aubrey, and thank you to your listeners. Great stuff, Kabelo Tandana. Uh, what a wonderful conversation. It's midnight time for Eyewitness News.